All right, folks, it's been a huge week here in Washington. Trump vindicated, completely cleared, no collusion. And so naturally the left and the media, which is actually indistinguishable, has been in a total panic. I mean, they don't know what to do. Do we just keep going and say, yeah, you shouldn't don't believe the Mueller report. I mean, that's what Smarmy Swalwell and Schiff are trying to do. Don't believe that report we, that there was no collusion. We have proof there was collusion. We're just not going to tell you what it is. Or do they move on to another story and pretend this isn't a big deal? Because that's what CNN and the New York Times tried to do. Pay no attention to the Mueller report. Trump's DOJ tried to undo Obamacare. That's what you should care about. And in fact, funny enough, they actually did have another bombshell that could have upstaged the Mueller report, but the mainstream media, they didn't want to touch it because it doesn't make the left look good. But that would be the Jussie Smollett story. Jussie Smollett, who cheated the system, had his Obama friends get him off the hook. Literally no justice was served whatsoever. But hey, I guess that's Chicago. And speaking of someone who also enjoys minority status like Jussie is Cardi B. So Cardi B is in a protected class. So when she admits to roofing and robbing dudes, the Me Too mob, they're like, so what? It's not like she's a man. It's not like she's a white man. And so here to discuss all of this with me is the one and only Jesse Kelly, host of The Jesse Kelly Show on iHeartRadio in Houston, Texas. Jesse, thanks for being here. Pleasure to be here, John. I mean, we, had, we had a number of people we were trying to get. None of them wanted to come on, so you're the only person who said, oh, no, we'll, we'll come on. <laughs> That's because I'm the only one who wants to talk about Cardi B. Right, there you go. <laughs> no, we really appreciate you coming on. I want to ask you, though, if you were to say, forget doing the actual act. Say you were to make a joke many, many years ago about date rape. Do you think that the left would let you off the hook? Oh, no, they'd come for me. No, they'd come for my head. They'd come for my job. They'd be calling all my sponsors. They'd, they'd try to destroy me. But that's the society we live in today. I, I, I don't know. Look, for one, I give Cardi B some credit because she's kind of hot, and I always make allowances for women who are attractive. <laughs> and two, look, if you take a stripper back to her hotel room, dangerous things are going to happen. In general, I find it safer to not go to a strip club and then remove said strippers from the strip club because uh, that, that can get dangerous. Yeah, going back to a stripper's hotel room never sounds like a good idea. Let me, let me play the clip so that people who aren't aware of Cardi B's wisdom know exactly what we're talking about. I want to go straight. I want to go, oh yeah, you want to me? Yeah, 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 let's go to this hotel. And I drop up and I rob them. That's what I used to do. I mean, it's, it's not uh, surprising, but it is just incredible how blatant the double standard is whereas if this were i mean if forget white male if this were a black guy if this were any guy they would never say oh well you know they would never turn their blind eye to it well all you have to do is check off a box or two on the liberal victim ladder of black or gay or trans or or muslim or anything like that and then you can get away with a lot of things look i'm sure jesse smollett's prepping for an emmy at this point in time because he checks enough boxes and what Cardi B did was she drugged the guy and she robbed him, whereas most women do that slowly over a period of years. <laughs> now, Jesse, he was not nominated for an Emmy. He was nominated for the NAACP award, though. It looks like, <laughs> it looks like you can basically lie, fake an attack, and the left will hold you up. Is it self-destructive of the left to hold these people up who are clearly just not great people? 
Yes, you can't build a house on sand. I mean, that's shoot, that's in the Bible. They're, they've built a political coalition based on a bunch of victim groups. No longer is it just a separate ideology. We just want bigger government. We want higher taxes. We want this or that. They have built their entire political platform now on separating people out into differing victim groups. And the victim groups argue with each other. They don't like each other. I mean, we already have clashes right now going on as a group of Muslim parents got some LGBT school curriculum struck down. <laughs> so already they're clashing and they're going to clash with each other. No, this does not end well for the left. <laughs> and in Brunei, they're saying, oh, we, we're going to start stoning gays for, for their actions which is incredible because the LGBT community, are they going to speak out? Is Pete Buttigieg going to say, hey, you know, maybe the radical Islam thing isn't so good for the party? Or are they just going to remain silent on it? They're not going to say a word. The left is not at war with things like that. They're not at war with hate, like they say, or racism or anything else. The left is at war with the founding principles of the United States of America. And they'll use whatever they can do, whatever victim group they can find, in order to make their attacks the way they want to make them. The left doesn't actually care about anything they say they care about. They don't care about climate change. They care about power. And they know they can use climate change for more power. That's what the left does. And that's kind of what you're seeing with the Green uh, New Deal, which is not about the environment. It's really just about implementing socialism in the United States. So you have the Democrat Party, which is running on things like the Green New Deal. And then they were hoping to run on the Mueller stuff, but that ended up not really turning out too well for them. And you had the president last night, uh, you know, and he, he should, gloating about it, because for so long they've been investigating him. For two years they've been investigating him, and they haven't found squat. And so you have Adam Schiff out there saying, well, you know, we, uh, we actually do have evidence. The president going after Adam Schiff for his nonsense last night. Little pencil neck Adam Schiff. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. <laughs> he is not a long ball hitter. But I saw him today. Well, we don't really know. Uh, there could still have been some Russia colors. <laughs> sick, sick. These are sick people. So I went. I was on a conservative. <laughs> radio show this morning and you know they're saying well you know do they really need to go after adam schiff's neck and i'm like yes after everything these people have put the president through and first of all i mean take a look at the guy's neck we i, I mean it's completely accurate what he's saying so i i, I think at this point what they have put him through it's fair game to go after adam schiff like this what do you think well, I think if you're going to investigate somebody for two years and use all the forces of the, of the United States government to tear apart somebody's life, that he's going to point out the fact that you look like a lollipop. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the other thing that Trump said in his speech yesterday was he said, you know, is the Democrat Party going to continue to defraud the American people with bull blank? And the left is freaking out, saying, oh, how dare someone use language like that? Can you believe the president? Have you heard these people talk, not just behind closed doors? We just heard Cardi B uh, speaking about drugging and raping people. I love this notion how the left, they turn, liberals, they turn into Pollyannas uh, whenever they hear the president say, a, you know, a naughty word, as if they've never heard such language in their lives. 
Well, maybe we should actually cut them some slack because they've had a bad, bad week, and now they're just grasping for anything to be outraged about. And they had to know this was coming, John. After the good week the president had and the bad week the left had, they had to know he was going to get up on that stage in Grand Rapids and spend an hour just pummeling them into the ground. And he did, and they, they knew it, and they, they were weeping and gnashing their teeth before he even started. No, and it's funny because they're getting on him for – bullying people. I mean, that's their whole thing. The president is a bully. You know, on Twitter was full of, the, you know, how, how angry and mean the president is. Meanwhile, we've got the, the governor, I think it is, of Puerto Rico saying that he's going to punch Trump. We have this clip. Let's watch that clip. If the bully gets uh, close, uh, I'll punch the bully in the mouth. Just like that. Just like that. Uh, I, I don't, don't, uh, it would be a mistake uh, to confuse courtesy with courage. Okay, I don't know what that means. Courtesy. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. But Jesse, do you think that Jim Acosta was doing the interview? If that were Trump he was interviewing or a Trump official and they said, oh, I'm going to punch someone in the mouth. Do you think that Jim Acosta would just say, oh, just like that? And leave it. No. We'd get the standard mock Jim Acosta outrage, but instead you saw that look on his face as if the governor of Puerto Rico had just said something really deep. He did that reporter thing where he went, hmm. <laughs> mm. very, very, very interesting. I'm not going to do any follow-ups. I'm not going to do any pushback. I'm just going to nod my head. It, 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 it's, 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 it's incredible, the double standard. And I, you know, I feel like an idiot just every time being like, oh, the hypocrisy. I'm pointing out the double standard here. But it really never ceases to surprise me. No, it doesn't. And, and we've got to do something about the violence from the left right now, because it really is a problem. And it seems to be ramping up, Sean. It seems to be ramping up a lot. We got people getting their MAGA hats ripped off. Some kid in Berkeley just got socked in the face. Another kid, I believe it was in Tulane, was a member of the uh, Turning Point USA. The pro-Trump group got his dorm room set on fire. We have the governor of Puerto Rico saying things like this. The left has allowed themselves to convince themselves that the right is so evil that violence is an acceptable outcome, or in the very least, not that big of a deal. But it is a big deal, and people just need to keep their hands to themselves. And stop this talk about punching the president in the face. The governor of Puerto Rico is like five feet tall. Let's dial it down <laughs> enough, buddy. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, what, what do you think? I don't even want to know what would happen if the governor of Puerto Rico attempted to sock the president in the face. Something tells me it wouldn't really end well for that guy. And, yeah. And yeah. the really interesting thing is that uh, we have literal violence from the left. Left is saying they're going to punch people in the face. All the examples you just gave, they have to make up the instances of violence on the right. They have to do the Jesse Smollett thing where because they can't be oppressed, they have to make up these imaginary Trump supporters punching them in the face and attacking them in the streets because there is no violence on the right. There are minuscule examples of people actually doing violent things on the right. Meanwhile, the vast majority of the violence tends to be on the left. It would lead, if, if the right was committing the acts of violence against the left, that the left is doing to the right, it would be the lead of every news story every single day in the country. There would be nine million articles by now 
titled, Does the Right Have a Violence Problem? How did we solve the right's violence problem? Is the right too violent? That's all we would hear about. We didn't even mention the fact that a, a Republican congressman got shot by a Bernie Sanders supporter specifically because of politics. These are not just random crazies. These people have justified it in their minds and in their conscience that violence is okay, and it really is a problem, and it seems to be getting worse. You think it's bad now, John? Wait till Trump storms through the re-election in 2020. They're going to freak. Jesse, are you, are you optimistic about um, the direction the country is heading in? Because we have a bunch of things that, is, are, that are happening, the economy. Uh, we're headed in a great direction under Trump. But this violence stuff is serious. And if it doesn't ramp back, it's going to get ugly. I mean, it's, it's going to get more serious to the point where the discussions we're going to be having are not just mocking the crazy left, but we're going to actually have to have real discussions about how to keep ourselves safe. Well, I'm optimistic because we live in the greatest country in the world and we have so much wealth here and our life is good. And anyone who decide, who thinks they hate America just has no perspective on how the other half lives. But let's not kid ourselves. We are completely screwed as far as our future as a country, not just the debt, but you mentioned the divide, and the divide's only getting worse. The American people are separating, and it's not necessarily an East Coast or Left Coast thing. What it is is a rural versus urban society. The liberals, the leftists are all congregating in the urban areas, and you look at, you can look at an election map. It's a sea of red with these dark blue spots in the cities, and it's going to become a problem because the cities are tired of losing elections when they feel like they know everything, and they're going to start trying to push back. It's going to get ugly. Jesse, I appreciate your insight. Thank you so much. I'm glad you got to see me. Before we go, the go though, you just got some big news about your show. Can you tell our viewers? I did. Uh, the Jesse Kelly Show, unsurprisingly, has been a massive success, and they're just <laughs> moving it to prime time, to drive time, 5 to 7 Central every night in Houston starting April 8th. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, Jesse. Be good, brother. All right, everyone. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.